the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Into the talking flashpoints that a lot of the shows are covering. Don't worry, we'll get to it all. And the record time that Martha's Vineyard was able to eliminate illegal aliens from the shores. Get them off! Get them off! Eight hours, we're going to send them to military bases. We'll doll them up in all kinds of costumes. They'll be fine. And we're going to Lysol the entire Martha's Vineyard Island. I enjoy watching the pseudo-intellectual Fabians, fascists, scumbag Democrats really react when they're faced with their own policy ramifications. I love it. See, but they come from old money, old money. They, their family, their legacy, stealing, corruption, interwoven political power that we refer to often as Washington, D.C. in our economy. That's why so many of the hierarchies of the polit- political prostitution, like the Obamas, have a palatial estate, Oceanside, which is my favorite part. But in six months... The Dow Jones, just the Dow Jones. Now, there's other markets, but the Dow is the one everyone focuses on. In six months, 4,300 points, 4,300 points. And I want you to think about all the uh, so-called accomplishments, these political whores and pimps, and I know. Isn't uh, Kamala Harris in Chicago today? Smell out the window. See if it smells a little trampier. In the meantime... I know that they're touting all of their successes and their idiots and their mindset of slaves and welfare roaches that'll vote a Democrat no matter how much. You're in the city of Chicago. You see it every day. But the reality is the nation lost about $11 trillion. That is a staggering amount of money. Companies that make up private entities. And you know what's the best part of it? Even those companies that are subsidized, the massive fraud They lost too, which means we, the people, lost double. We not only lost on our private economy, which gets smaller by the day, but we lost on this fake one that these idiots go out and tout, that Joe Biden can still show his skeleton face at. It is preposterous that these idiots get to come out and aren't heckled repeatedly. Heckled. If this country had any standards, I think 100% of the Democrats and 70% of the Republicans would be under federal indictment an investigation for how much they fail. But when you start to see CNBC pick up on it, that's big. On that day, it looked really tone deaf. I mean, what what you're telling me, so just stick to the script. The economy is great. The border is secure. Our cities are safe. Wouldn't it be no one's better, pretending wouldn't it be better to just be honest? Wouldn't it be better to just be honest with the American people? Honest with the American people. How in the world... Is this pathological, corrupt system 
going to ever be honest with you. They cannot afford to be honest, which is why they cart out a failure who you're not supposed to criticize because of his sexual proclivities. Cindy Lou Who, little Pete Buttigieg, who's good at nothing in the same week that a bribe was paid off so the nation could see it between the most obvious political whore in rail and unions, Joe Biden, and a very, very specific, very well-invested, true special interest cashed in. Pete Buttigieg is the transportation secretary. (laughs) God knows he's got the legs for it. In the meantime, he's just going to stick to the script. And finally, finally, one of the guys at CNBC had enough of it. About the soup that we're in right now, and, and we can all try to deal with it together instead no, of no, just. Nobody's saying that our nobody's saying we don't have any problems. But if you don't pause, wait, wait, wait. And- nobody's saying we don't have any problems. What are you stupid? I mean, I guess I can look at your lifestyle and your clothes and say you're stupid. But everybody in your party's saying. You're doing just great. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Wrong. Not only is it wrong, Squirrel. Not only is it wrong. It's another thing that this only can get by in Washington and Democrats do every time they open their pie hole. It's a bald-faced lie. And they like lies. And the people who vote for them like to be lied to. You're just as good as everybody else. Sure, you live like an absolute, total failure, loser, scumbag. And you can't pay for your own gum. But you're just like everybody else. In fact, you're a victim. And that's what Joe Biden was going to yell at the rest of the people who make things work. That ever-shrinking, small minority of people that aren't on government cheese. You're yelling at me, Skeletor? I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing. You mean like the Democrat scum in the ghetto areas around this country? I mean, pick one. Chicago's our favorite because that's the most obvious corrupt failure in the world where you still have a little troll pretending to be a mayor. The arrival of 12 additional asylum seekers from Texas. That group arrived yesterday at O'Hare Airport. Mayor Lori Lightfoot now demanding the federal government step in as more Republican governors make good on promises to ship migrants out of their states. It's funny. She wants the federal government to come in. J.B. Pritzker, National Guard 75. What is the National Guard going to do? Oh, they're going to move the illegal aliens. They're going to move all their stuff and clean them up. Where were you? When the people are getting slaughtered on the average weekend. Hey, Fetzo, I'm talking to you. Where were you? In the meantime, I have to be lectured to by losers and failures and fat pigs. Uh, Just set the record straight with everybody. The Safety Act is designed to keep murderers and domestic abusers, uh, violent criminals in jail. Governor J.B. Pritzker addressing room. Now, you know what that is. That's another lie. We've had mayors and sheriffs and lawyers and prosecutors come on and tell you exactly what's going to happen on January 1st. Should this state be corrupt enough to give this trust fund beanbag another role? Rumors that Illinois' new safety act will be the onslaught of a real-life so-called purge. The law will make Illinois the first state. By the way, isn't this this Ponce kid, this spoiled little brat? The fruit of another loser's loins. The only reason you know his name is because his daddy was a kiss-ass reporter to the Democrat mafia. To eliminate cash bail, allowing some alleged criminals to be released on a promise to appear in court. Governor Pritzker says the goal is to address the economic disparities of the criminal justice system. 
making sure that we're, you know, uh, also addressing the problem of a single mother who shoplifted diapers for her baby. Hey, Fetzo, you with the three billion dollars, why don't you and your rich trust fund scumbags all get together and create like a uh, bail bonds. You could call it fat pig bail bonds. You don't have to pay us back. And this way you could bail out the mother who shoplifts the diapers. In the meantime, what about the guy who hits the other guy in the face with a brick and walks under your new law? So this is where the broken orbital is and the broken sinus. Uh, laceration outside and inside the lip. Ethan Maddie has no recollection of being knocked unconscious. It kind of all happened and I woke up in the hospital. Police say the man seen in this video picked up a brick from the ground and unprovoked hit Maddie in the face around. And under the new safety act, that filthy pig savage that sucker punched the guy with a brick. He walks. Not the housewife who stole the diapers for Joe Biden, you fat tub of goo. Uh, who is put in jail and kept there for six months because she doesn't have a couple of hundred dollars to pay for bail. Yeah, but maybe while she's there, maybe, maybe, just maybe, she won't get all strung out on some heroin fentanyl crack, blow a red light and kill 14 people because obviously she's a scumbag who's willing to break the law. So are you going to decide in your trust fund wisdom? The same one that ballooned you up to 450 pounds by not knowing what a calorie is? Are you going to decide if she's a danger to society or not, Fatso? So that's what the Safety Act is about. Are there changes, adjustments that need to be? Of course. And there have been adjustments made. And there will continue. So what, what happens in the meantime of your adjustments? The murder and the mayhem that you see on the nightly news reported to you by a Ponce. It, don't you feel better now? And I got to listen to him yell at me. Point is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Wrong. How many people? I mean, I, the deaths are irrelevant. The facts are irrelevant. The fact that he's talking with a dementia slur. You have a dementia patient who cannot go to the bathroom by himself. And this is who they call president. And if he runs, I got news for you. These step and fetch willful slaves. These welfare roaches, these corrupt lawyers in Winnetka that have to afford their trophy wives driving around in a jean wagon, they'll vote for these idiots again. Right? And you do it in every sewer you are. Every sewer. Yet another violent weekend in the city. Nearly two dozen people were shot. Several of them died. Among those killed. You know what's funny about listening to a story in, in Philadelphia or New York? They act like that's bad. 24 shot on a weekend in Chicago? That's called an improvement. Someone shot a 17-year-old girl while she was with a friend and walking her dog. That's all right. We had a three-year-old shot yesterday. I'll see your 17-year-old and raise you a sleeping three-year-old. In Frankfurt last night and a father of seven who worked as a supervisor for SEPTA gunned down as he left his house this morning in East Germantown. Police are still looking for the shooters in both of those killings. You know the nice thing, if they catch the shooters in Philly, unless they elect this other moron, Stroke survivor, dimwit, trust fund idiot as senator. Odds are they don't have the safety act. So at least they'll be able to keep theirs in jail. Not us. We got fat boy. Continue to be. Laws are not immutable. The safety act will take effect January 1st. The new law says when a suspect is accused, the court will hold a hearing, may keep them behind bars if they are charged with a... Ooh, I hope he gets one of those scumbag Cook County judges who was on the investment group, Table of Wisdom, LLC. 
with that wannabe gangster with the Viagra in his pocket, the $30 whore on his arm in Rush Street, and the wife, who's a Supreme Court justice named Ed Burke. I hope they get those justices. This way, everybody can walk and deliver the Chicago Democrat scumbag utopia that's making good people run. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. My wife and I have been health nuts for 35, 40 years. I've always been, you know, literally biking, swimming, skiing, you know, yada, yada, yada. Always looking for something different. The day I took this stuff, that following morning, I woke up and I went, whoa. It was like the missing link. It was just fantastic. And we haven't stopped taking it since. My wife feels basically the same way. It's the single thing that, uh, that changed us and convinced us that uh, this stuff is the best thing going. Oh, it's done a good job. I've got a lot more energy. I'm 78 years old, trying to stay alive, and I don't eat right. This helps make it better because I get a balanced diet, and that's very important. I love balance tonight. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code CHICAGO. Celebrate Fireplace and Chimney Authority's 30th anniversary tent sale at their Lyle showroom at 1702 Ogden Avenue. For three days only, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, they want to thank their loyal customers for 30 years of loyalty and look forward to another 30 years. To reward you, they're offering unbelievable savings on outdoor kitchens and gas grills. Find the absolute lowest prices on pellet grills and everyone's favorite, the Big Green Egg. From outdoor heaters, grill accessories, gas logs, electric fireplaces and much more you can find it all at the fireplace and chimney authority's 30th anniversary tent sale at their lyle showroom 1702 ogden avenue the smokers and grills will be going with free samples for everyone and they're giving away free promo bags to the first 100 customers additional discounts for fireplace cleanings and inspections only at the event they can't wait to see you there september 22nd 23rd and 24th 9 a.m to 5 p.m visit fireplace and for all the details Hi, it's Sean Thompson. Now's the time to join millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. And my friend Mike Lindell didn't stop at pillows. Right now, MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. The MyPillow Percale sheets are the comfiest set I own. You're going to love them. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size, regularly priced $89.98, now only $39.98, with the promo code LIBERTY. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. These MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel, come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's limited supply, so order now. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's square, and use promo code LIBERTY. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. MyPillow.com or call 1-800-489-0201. Use the promo code LIBERTY. Visit MyPillow.com. AM 560. The answer. Squirrel. Oh, I love this song. I want you to know, today's the 16th. The scarecrow in chief, Cypress Biden with his testicles in his socks. This idiot proposed another spending bill because at September 30th we're broke again. Country's bankrupt. And he's going to hide in that spending bill another $13 billion for the oligarch-run civil war, Nazi-murdering frauds. Uh, in the Azov Battalion. 
to get $13 billion in the spending bill, in which means I'm right. I predicted the 16th. Today's the 16th. He let it out because the country's broke. Now you want to know why they can't tell you the truth? You want truth? Truth is that they have to come up with a spending bill every 45 days because the country's bankrupt. And if the rest of the world gets wind of it, whoo-wee, then they're going to say, why are we using this dollar? Because the only place this kind of obvious failure, bald-faced line can exist is American politics. There's not a company, there's not a business, there's not a gas station that could operate with this kind of lies and bald-faced failures. Not one. That's why I don't tolerate a Democrat. So when they call, you got an idea? Shut your mouth and sit in a corner with a dunce hat on, you stupid son of a dog. You have never succeeded in anything. Your entire party is a lie. And if this country had any standards at all, the very word Democrat wouldn't even be acceptable. It would be what I view it as, attached to a scumbag. Uh, Michael on the south side. Hi, Sean. Uh, Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime, my friend. Uh, Who do you think took a bigger pounding this weekend or this week? The Dow Jones or Kamala Harris on a lunch date with Willie Brown? Oh, I'll say uh, the former, uh, the Dow Jones. Oh, that's a tough Easily. one. Yeah, it did take a beat. All right. <laughs> Maybe it was a short lunch. Go ahead. Uh, there's one aspect about the the the, up, the upcoming safety law that really turns my stomach. You know, there's a whole list of laws. There's There are a whole list of com- criminal acts that will be eligible for no cash bail come January 1. But this is Chicago, and we all know what, how the city works. You can bet your last dollar, if you trespass on a property operation push, you're going to jail. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you do something to, to a Democrat. Yeah, don't do something to a powerful, right. connected, clout-ridden Democrat like Ed Bur- Ed- one of Eddie Burke's hookers. Don't you run into her car. You're going to prison. Now, did you rob from Louis Vuitton $70,000 worth of uh, phony baloney items? Well, then you walk free. I like that, Michael. Very smart. Are you there? Uh, thank right. you. Thanks. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I'm going to tell you, Michael, oh, I'm going to tell you, I, I know a lot of people make fun. Oh, you move. You're damn right I moved. And I'm going to tell you why, Michael. Because only in that sewer of Democrat corruption, Illinois, would that stuff go get, get allowed? And I'm going to give you a little of example. This is a sheriff down here in Florida. Now, he's not in my county. He's in a county that has been known to go Democrat. So there's a lot of scumbags in his county. Today about the uh, ready for a gunfight. Was that in the heat of the moment? Do you have any regret about that in light of what No, no, I don't know. I, I not only have no regret, I'm pretty excited about telling you that's exactly what would have happened. And make no mistake about it, there's nothing about politically correct in a gunfight. There's nothing about politically correct when you're keeping people alive and well and safe. And the people of this community and these law enforcement officers come first. I meant every word of it then, and I mean every word of it now. If you surrender peacefully, that's the way we prefer it. You start pointing guns at us, you can not only plan on, but you can guarantee we're going to shoot you. Now that's a sheriff. Bail! We'll shoot you in your face, son. You point a gun at us, you're going to die. And that's how you get nice, peaceful civilization. Let's see if it works the other way with Fetzo, letting the criminals run free. Uh, Mike Bolingbrook. How you doing, Sean? Listen to your show all the time. Thanks, brother. 
Um, Pritzker's lying because he said that she got went to jail for stealing a box of diapers. That's not the high enough dollar amount. He would have to do retail stuff. He has to add that because what he wants to do is pander to minorities that he's been victimizing, that his family bank victimized, that his corruption has victimized, that his support of corruption victimized. He now has to pretend, listen, I know that the, the Chicago Democrats made it so bad that you're hopeless and helpless and you live in a ghetto. I know it. But in the event that you have to steal diapers, I'm going to help you now. And he wants the idiots who were raised in his government school to be made idiots to not understand that the very reason they're in that ghetto and in that circumstance is because of this political corruption and the cost of this Democrat oligarch ruling over a city and destroying the quality of life in it. He needs them to be stupid, and he needs them to like him. And that's why you have all of this race baiting. Because if people of all races figured out, boy, all those Democrat high-up oligarchs, none of them live the way we do, and none of them want us around. Maybe they could pull their head out of their ass and stop in, in, in supporting their abuser. That would be a nice change. Maybe. Of course he's lying. He lies every time he opens his mouth. And here's the other thing, Mike. What did he ever do in his life? What did he ever Nothing. do? Nothing. Nothing. If his mother didn't wiggle her tail on a, pr- on a Pritzker, you wouldn't notice Fat Slob's name. He'd be some guy in Walmart riding around on a little rascal. That's all he is. Bob in Crown Point. Hey, Sean. Yes. Hey, uh, liberals keep telling everybody how smart they are. Well, they're straight-A stupid, I guess, if you want to call them that. I like straight-A stupid, but you got to remember something, Bob. you got to call me. I'm a liberal. They're not liberals. They're corrupt, fascist, Marxist, corporatists, and they're the ones who bastardize the principles of business and the economy and government. Only in government could this kind of failure and lie ever last. There's not a business you can point to, not a job you ever had, Bob, where you could tell a lie the way these idiots do every day and keep your job. You get grabbed by your collar. We'll call them uh, neo-Bolsheviks now. How about that? that? I like it. (laughs) Neo-Bolsheviks, Bob. Hey, but listen to me, Sean. How much objective evidence is is needed to stop this gauntlet of ideological psychosis? I mean, I just shake my head. I'm like, oh my god, what? Bob, the evidence what? the evidence proves there isn't enough evidence. There isn't enough evidence. There isn't enough. You know, a dog when he defecates on the rug, you could take his nose and you could rub it in it, and the dog will never defecate in a rug again. You could take a politician and bring him to the ghetto. You could rub his nose in it. What does he do? He keeps doing building ghettos. They're building ghettos. Ghettos did not exist before politicians made situations in areas and people helpless and hopeless. And now they pander to them. But they don't want to secure the, the laws of the land. You could turn it around like that. Here's one law that anybody, everybody should, should adopt. If you're convicted mm-hmm. of a crime or a felony, you are ineligible for any welfare benefits for the rest of your life. You'll turn the ghettos into Disney World overnight. But they don't want to think... They don't want to come up with solutions. And then there's that other thing you could do for the good people who are trapped in bad situations. You could protect them from the gangs, the gangster disciple, the Sinaloa, the drug-dealing scum that are shooting into houses when kids are sleeping. You could, do, you could act like a sheriff in Florida and tell them, if you get out of the car and you get, are aggressive, we'll shoot you in the face and you will die. And you won't That's have to worry about to bail. Me. Thank you very much. I agree. Since I was a young boy, all right, now listen, it's Friday. I love all this stuff, but... You know, here in Studio Xanadu, got old Soul Train episodes playing. I want a little more disco, late 70s. You know what I mean? Come on now. It's a fantastic Friday. 
Teddy Pendergrass too slow. Give me someone a little B. Little Rick James. Go for some Rick. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Yes. Dittos as usual. Uh, can't Amy or some other reporter just simply ask Fathead about all these people that are going to be released once this uh, safety act goes into effect? It well, seems like a simple question. I know he'll have to grease his way out of it, but at least make him squirm, buddy. Do you remember when Amy would ask questions and they would talk to her like she was a moron? You remember all that, right? When Amy would ask a question that was about masking your kids, or and they would talk to her like a dog, in particular this fat pig. I want you to hear a little something that happened uh, happened uh, today. Where is the AOC clip there, you handsome devil? Uh, what did I do wrong? Where is it? View, a, view. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Everyone sing to yourself while I find the clip. Uh, here it is. Yesterday, Congresswoman AOC could not contain herself after she watched the way Louisiana, Louisiana's Clay Higgins spoke to an environmental lawyer at a hearing. Take a look. <laughs> Everything you've got is petrochemical products. What would you do with that? Tell the world. They don't need that power because what I would do is ask you, sir, from Louisiana. I'm giving you the power. You're presenting. Now, by the way, I'm going to interrupt it for just one second. She's an environmental lawyer, not a scientist. She's nothing but a whore, a political whore who stands to middle the money. That's why all the lawyers are involved. She's an expert on absolutely nothing. What she doesn't understand is how Louisiana is impoverished. Broke, clean water, nothing but problems. Scandal after scandal after scandal, all led by Democrats. Scandal after scandal. What she wants them to do is go into poverty even more because it's not that much of an example of a third world country that it is to you and me, to the Democrat and the environmental lawyers. She wants them to pay three times for the phony energy that she gets a broker check on. You, sir, from Louisiana, to search your heart. These are some of the most toxic, polluting facilities in the the world. I have never seen. Now, she's yelling at him. He says, just answer the question. I'm trying to give you the floor, boo. Now, you got to remember, he's from Louisiana. Language is not their big thing there. Food is. And then the music. Members of Congress, Republican or Democrat, disrespect a witness in the way that I have seen them disrespect you today now here's the thing there dummy she was yelling at him hey aoc dimwit she was yelling at a member of congress is that okay because i hope it is i can't wait to meet you i can't wait to yell at your face what a what an idiot you are what an absolute moron and by the way i've always been curious whatever happened with the scandal of your finance corruption whatever happened with the missing money i know you married your finance manager whatever happened though Men who treat women like that in public, I fear how they treat them in private. I only treat morons. I'm very consistent whether they have a three-piece set or not. I have a low tolerance for political whores, whether they're male or they're female. And you can ask any woman that's ever been pleasured by me how I treat them in private. I don't know if you caught... The last, the last word that we heard in that yeah. clip, but what he did was call that expert yes. witness, boo. Boo. He called a lawyer. What do you mean expert witness? She's just a lawyer. And what Illinois proves, you're a dime a dozen, you slip and fall con artists. You think that's an achievement, counselor? I think not. Megan Orland Park.
Hello, Sean. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, so, um, and Keith Pekow is running against Sean Caston for Senate, and we got a letter with really you know, a bunch of bullet points and no backing behind those bullet points. And really, the one thing that um, he well, he should say was several things, but he helped pass the Inflation Reduction Act, um, yeah. lower costs for families by fixing the supply chain. Did he mention how many Illinois teenagers have been killed by the Sinaloa cartel drug drug trade in fentanyl? Did he mention how many of kids in his own neighborhood have been killed by drug addiction and suicide? Did he touch upon any of the chaos, any of the failures? Did he talk about anything of relevance in that letter? Uh, no, huh? Absolutely not. Because my understanding, no, no. there's been about a 100% increase over the last 24 months of teenager overdoses in his district. That might be something to look at. But he doesn't make money on that. He's the heiress to a green energy fortune. So when all your bills triple, then he gets paid. So he's just another political whore, and this one doesn't even have cleavage. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Thanks for taking a call. Anytime. What happened? Is the NSA jamming your phone again? Yesterday they made you sound like Elvin. What's going on today? Can you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? All right, better. What are you in the glove compartment? You hiding? All right, he's gone. Captain Obvious, Northwest Side. I don't know if that's your name, but that's what my call screener did. However, my call screener has a little bit of a uh, appetite situation, and they didn't have his favorite triple chicken sandwich today. Yeah, hey, Shawnzy. Chicago still got top honors for being the number one rat infested city in the country. It was New York, I'm pretty sure, but we were a tight second. You got to remember, New York, they put the garbage on the streets. Oh, we got alleys, that's right. But the word rats, that's right, fallen. Captain Obvious, the word rats, <laughs> it's in the word Democrats. That's all I Thank you. I, I like it very much. Ta da! You know, they like to call themselves Democratic. They're not Democratic, they're mobsters. It's a mobocracy they demand. Democratic? Whew, that's why you flee from the Democrats and the rats. Craig in Mount Greenwood, NSA has unjammed your signal. Yeah. Oh, Craig, did they jam you again? Are you calling me from a CTA bus? By the way, do you know what those CTA drivers make in Chicago, Craig? 97000 on average. 97000 CTA guys? And you're dressing all that dark gray? That's terrible. They should get a peppier costume, something with some shoulder pads or something. Hey, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. All right. So we're going to have to add a letter uh, to the uh, FBI. It's going to be the FBIC. So that's the Federal Bureau of uh, Competence and Corruption. And now here's why I say that. Well, there's a lot of reasons. But uh, did you hear that the latest thing is they've got a, um, um, what's that called, a quota for the agents. They've got to go and dig up and find as many cases on white supremacist uh, crimes and things as they can. They've got to, um, you know, um, we know that story I played where the kid got hit in the face with a brick. Remember when I played yeah. that in the opening segment? That was a yeah. black kid who hit a white kid. Is that a hate crime? Is he a black supremacist, or is he just a victim? As Pritzker would have you talk. I mean, they'll you know, hide that and bury that. They'll hide and bury that one. Yeah, well, they never mention it. And you know what else they don't mention? They don't mention the suspects' age or race anymore. They haven't done that for years, and uh, that's all a very big play. That's all a very big play. But that's why I feel so much better 
when I hear Sheriff Grady Judd, and that's the sheriff in Chicago, and I think it's a very important clip. Today about the uh, ready for a gunfight. Was that in the heat of the moment? Do you have any regret about that in light of what? No, no, I don't know. I, I not only have no regret. I'm pretty excited about telling you that's exactly what would have happened. And make no mistake about it. There's nothing about politically correct in a gunfight. There's nothing about politically correct when you're keeping people alive and well and safe. And the people of this community and these law enforcement officers come first. I meant every word of it then, and I mean every word of it now. If you surrender peacefully, that's the way we prefer it. You start pointing guns at us, you can not only plan on, but you can guarantee we're going to shoot you. That's law enforcement. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Not bad, little Rick James. Boy, the world was better when Rick James was partying. That son of a gun was partying. Imagine him going to town on a Friday night with James Brown. They had drugs you didn't even have names for now. But nobody died. Not like today with fentanyl. It's just astonishing to me. Astonishing. Pritzker called the National Guard 70 five National Guard to move illegal aliens. What's the under over on the death, on the shootings this weekend? What do you say, Squirrel? What did you say? Fifty nine? I say sixty one. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it. Fifty four for Macbeth. Uh Mike and Elgin. Hey Sean. Just Mike. wanted to give you a quick call and I wanted to let you know I, I just started recently listening to your, your show, but I love it. I love the way that you uh you talk and you say you say what we think and are afraid to say sometimes out in public. And I, uh, I really well, Mike, I love this respect. call. It means a lot to me. Tell your friends before they, they come and arrest me, and they better send more than three. I appreciate <laughs> it very much, Mike. Thank you, brother. And this no is what problem. has to Thank happen. You. you have to speak truth to power. What we're speaking is truth. What they're afraid of is knowledge. If people realize, what do you mean? You're going to do another spending billion? You just do another one? Another $13 billion to the, to the Ukrainian oligarchs? How come you didn't care about the civil war in Ukraine for seven years? See, that's when I cared about it. I wonder whatever happened to those people. Whatever happened to the other branches of government that were against and wanted to investigate the the, the uh, Ihor Kolomoisky corruption between Zelensky and Igor? Whatever happened to those? Oh, oh, he outlawed those other those other parties. Oh, don't think whatever you don't don't think. Just listen. Where where is she? Where is she? The children Governor Abbott abandoned in Martha's Vineyard. Off the coast of Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard is known for its pristine beaches, breathtaking ocean views, and historic... The children that the, that um, that Governor DeSantis abandoned uh, as well, um, you know, deserve better. This beautiful island has something for everyone. They deserve better than being left in Martha's Vineyard. Median home price in Martha's Vineyard, $1.2 million. Squirrel, don't you wish somebody would abandon you in Martha's Vineyard? It's the only way you're going to get there, kid, especially with this tax system. Verlon, Southside. I take umbrage with something that you said earlier in the show. Willie oh. Brown and pounding? You're going to put him in the same sentence with pounding? Oh, he Willie Brown was dirt. quite the kid. You're half, you're half the scorer of Willie Brown. Half. Leave Willie Brown was knocking it down me. like Fredo in Vegas, two at a time. Kamala Harris was he 29. Can't do it anymore. He was 60. He, he had her doing the tuck. He, he can't do it anymore. Leave the pounding to me. I'll take the 80s porn star, brother. 
No. Okay. You, you, now you listen. Are, listen, you can't turn it out. Go ahead. Yeah, I can do it. You I got no game in a well, giant listen. head. I personally know you. Your head should be rented out as a billboard. Go ahead. Okay, I got a real question for you, though. Well, how do you feel about the two officers being charged by Tim Fox today? How do I feel? Am I, am I supposed to be shocked? Listen, it's, it's, <laughs> she's going to, to charge the police. How many gun carriers have she let out? I think the last count was, what, 72? of people that were picked up by the police with guns and turned out within 24 hours that went on to commit more crimes. What are we at, 72? So she's, she's protecting the gangster disciples. The gangster disciples, they got her protection, baby. You'll be back out on the street like Al Capone was paying off the old-timers. That's how, that's how it works for the drug-dealing scum that are shooting into homes where three-year-olds are sleeping. But what did the cops do? What's the big charge? Do you know it off the top of your head? What did they do? They ruffle somebody's feathers? Uh, well, this is, this is what happened. Uh, the, the assailants were in front of a store loitering. Uh-huh. They seen the police. They, pull, they pulled out their gun. The police, she said the police shot first Ooh. and, and hit, one of, hit one of the assailants, but they hit an uh, innocent bystander, too. Well, that's, uh, that's going to be, you're going to hear that all weekend. The only difference is the shooters will not be uh, part of the police department. All right. I mean, I just heard the reports. Isn't that what they said about the three-year-old? And he—he he was the unintended target. Okay, so you gang-banging scum, drug-dealing whore, you get a pass. And 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 before you know it, you know what'll solve it? Another thirteen hundred and sixteen dollars in a bump up in their SNAP funds. Thank you, Verlon. Good luck with that giant head and scoring. You're half the man, Willie Brown is. I'll be back after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. I always enjoy talking to my next guest. I first started interviewing him. He has since become a friend of mine. He is a research fellow at the Regional Economics and Center for Data Analysts at the Heritage Foundation. His research focuses on fiscal and monetary policy issues. His name is E.J. Antoni. E.J., how are you? Sean, I'm hanging in. How are you doing? Well, I hate uh, uh, failing, in particular when it's avoidable and obvious. Uh, however, we are under the most corrupt political whore that's ever stolen an office, and it's going to be bad until we get him out. But this particular area of our economy is the most important one. It's the energy sector. And you knew what it was going to be. I still didn't think that it would collapse this fast and have so many strong points for our foreign adversaries who are winning the Cold War of energy policies. As you see, Putin aligned himself with Xi Jinping, who, by the way, has all the mineral rights for Afghanistan on top of everything else. He aligns himself with the Iranians. He aligns himself with India, Saudi prince. And here we are with these idiots in charge who cancel 2.2 million acres of oil leases for our our American companies to save us. That's canceled. It won't be long. We're going to be like Germany, cutting down forests to burn the wood. 
Yeah, it's amazing. When you look at Germany, Google searches for firewood are a multiple of their previous record because, as you said, people are unsure how they're going to literally stay alive this winter in parts of Europe. I mean, this is absolutely insane. But again, what did we expect from an administration that literally campaigned on promising to end fossil fuels within a decade? And I got to say, they are certainly on track to do so. California has the, uh, the, the largest percentage of homelessness. Absolute separation of classes. You're either rich or you're poor in California. They're going to double down on every stupid green eco-Nazi policy they can, regardless of the, of the outcome, regardless of the obvious failure. Are there enough good people in this country to realize that Joe Biden isn't actually making a mistake, but he was bribed to enrich the enemies of the world? That's how I see the Chinese Communist Party giving him $31 million, along with other open and notorious bribes. How can an American explain how he can arbitrage in the reverse direction the uh, oil reserves as he's now talking about buying it back from foreigners at $86 a barrel after he gave away the oil reserve to, to get his Democrats elected over the last six months that was acquired at $25 a barrel. I mean, this is unbelievable to me. No, it, it is, but it's also the same Democrat Party that blocked Trump from filling the reserve. He wanted to fill the salt domes to the brim when oil went negative. Speculators literally would have been paying Trump. That's how good of a negotiator he is. They would have been paying him to take the oil, and instead the Democrats blocked it. So now we're in hock to Arab sheiks and to the Russians and the Iranians in order to try to get enough oil that we can refill the reserve. It's ridiculous. But to your your earlier point, though, it's amazing how everything this administration does is at the expense of the common man and enriches his donor class. It doesn't matter if if it's the arbitrage in oil or if it's the, the student loan bailout. You pick. It could be inflation. I mean, everything. It's a tax on the common man and a handout to his political donors. We know that the elected Democrats who swear to uphold the principles of the Constitution, the vast majority of them are bought and sold by foreign adversaries. They all have one ultimate uh, donor, and it all leads back to enemies, foreign and domestic, but primarily China. Are there enough people who may have been wooed to vote Democrat that see this is not an act of just stupidity, which Joe Biden has a patent on. This is clearly sabotage. I, I, I could argue eight ways to Tuesday how Joe Biden is a traitor. And the question is, are there that many Democrat congressmen and senators that are traitors, too? And do you think that the voters will be aware of the corruption or has the news successfully covered it up? Because they're not even covering the story of yesterday with Xi Jinping and Putin, who signed a complete agreement to, to, to work together on everything, including the proxy war in Ukraine. I don't see it. I had to get the news bite. In another country, I don't see even American news reporters talking about it on any station. No, that, that again, that's absolutely right. And notice no one is talking about how Xi Jinping and Putin are on the verge of overthrowing the petrodollar. I mean, what is that going to do to our currency when the demand for dollars plummets because no one needs it to trade in the international oil market anymore? As far as the Democrat politicians go, I mean, I don't really have, have much faith in, you know, in, in them at all at this point. I do have some faith in the, Demo- in the people who voted Democrat, those Democrat voters. And the reason I say that is because you're, you're absolutely right that the media is hiding things. That's 100 percent true. But 
you can only hide so much from so many people who are faced with these realities every single day. You can only be lied to so many times that inflation is not a big deal. But when you can't afford to both fill your tank and buy food, all of a sudden you start to realize that it is a big deal, that it is a problem. And that's why you have people leaving California, leaving New York. And where are they going? They're going to Texas. They're going to Tennessee. They're going to Florida. I mean, you you mentioned California earlier. They are that state has become such a basket case. They are sinking like the Titanic, except that the Titanic was actually able to keep its lights on while it was sinking. But the people are so, you know, the people who vote Democrat are so corrupt mentally, are so corrupt of character. They have a big support base. You see that the government has 22 million people that work for it directly and indirectly, employees. They've got 24 million on welfare. They've, they've got who knows how many on unemployment. That number fluctuates constantly. And they've got others that are contracted and derive their income from it. It's within that mafia base of corruption that I don't think the numbers anymore can be challenged. Along with that, you have the open and notorious skullduggery in our election system where uh, nobody wants to audit it, nobody wants to prove it. You have this massive influx of illegals. I don't know, brother. I, uh, I, I don't want to be like those people trapped in Oakland. I don't want to be like those people trapped in, in, in New York, New Jersey, Illinois. I don't want to be like that. So what do you think? You know, FDR was removed primarily by Democrats. It was his vice president that said, what the hell are you doing? It was the Democrats that said, you're obviously drunk on your own power and corrupted and wrong. These Democrats don't have a switch like that. They will step and fetch to anything this scarecrow with a dementia slur says they'll step and fetch no sean again the the analysis i think is 100 percent spot on which makes this an, a, a scarier time than normal and it also is why we have to fight even harder than we ever have before in order to try the, to, to try to turn this country around you know i've said before she's a big old battleship and she takes a really long time to turn around but we got to start moving that rudder as soon as we can but because in the otherwise meantime- we're your We're point of being pro- weakness being provocative. I was uh, I had this conversation earlier today. I go to a place down here in Florida that has an amazing group of guys that go and I have a colonel in the in the group. We've got finance guys, everybody. And we were discussing what it really would look like should these agreements lead to a strike in Taiwan. Should these agreements lead to a strike in any other very close ally, or even America. I don't think people are aware of how weak we really are. Now, I know the military is advanced. We have the most advanced military on the planet. There's no question about it. But economically, I think the other countries who want to get rid of the petrodollar are right. I don't think we deserve to be the world currency. After all, we're proving every 45 days we need a new spending bill because we're broke. Yeah, no, I, I, that's ab- that's absolutely correct. You know, you want to talk about stability of currency, the dollar has failed miserably. Look at something like gold. Go back to the, the high point of the Roman Empire. A gold coin, basically right about an ounce of gold, would buy you a custom-made toga, leather belt, and custom shoes, custom uh, sandals. If you go to Rome today... The equivalent amount of lira to an ounce of gold will buy you a finely tailored suit of clothes and a pair of 
custom leather shoes. No other currency in the world can hold a candle to that kind of stability over 2,000 years. Now, look at the dollar. I mean, just since Biden has been president, it's lost 13 percent of its value. That's insane in two years. Yeah. And, you know, we get in these conversations and I like these conversations because what we're trying to do is give a perspective of exactly the kind of political the cost of this political failure and corruption. And that's 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 what it is. The cost is translated into so many different words, right? Inflation, recession. But what it really is, is the fact that America broke its agreement with the rest of the world in the Bretton Woods agreement. But more importantly, it broke its agreement with the American people. And that regardless of the record-setting revenue that the government has brought in for the last 12 years, each quarter, record, 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 which means that somehow we've managed to keep earning to a certain extent. That Leviathan has taken up more and more and more of our actual economy to where the, the small basket of private sector true economy without government subsidies, and you can't really figure out what that is anymore. And if politicians don't get the problem, which is government corruption, spending, waste, fraud, and abuse under control, you're just moving commas and changing numbers. In the meantime, you're just basically running a fraud. And that's what our economy is. Uh, The American government is a fraud. It is bankrupt. It is corrupt. It is unsustainable. And it just lies through its rotten dentures. Right? Absolutely right. And it, it relies on inflation now for the bulk of its financing. And one of the really scary things is that previously, you know, when the Federal Reserve would create money for the federal government to spend, that money then worked its way into the banking system. And because of the multiplier that exists in a fractional reserve banking system, which is what we have here here in the United States and and really the whole world. Right. That that's not that old. You know, people think that that's an old system. It's It's not old at all. Years old. Right. Right. So that would cause inflation roughly 10 times equal to how much they created for the government. But now Bernanke started doing these fancy tricks like paying interest on reserves. (laughs) And now we have PAL using what's called reverse repurchase agreements. And basically, these are just very fancy ways of saying the Federal Reserve has figured out ways to create money for the government to spend without allowing it to get into the banking system. So now this is government financing on steroids with less of a of, with less negative ramifications basically. And now we're at the point where the federal government is starting to rely on inflation for the bulk of its revenue. It is it is truly scary because it, that represents a hidden tax. And it only has one direction to go in and that is to completely nationalize different aspects. I have a producer in there filling in Macbeth. He just read me a Yahoo article. More and more Americans are in debt due to uh, medical expenses. And that's the excuse they use to pass Obamacare, which backdoor nationalized health care, whether you want to admit it or not, drove up the cost 400% for the honest, ordinary man not in on the scam. And yet it's failing worse, double, just like the student loans and the rest of it. You saw how comfortable this corrupt government is in moving numbers. All they need are a couple of useful idiots. Let's stick face on the, cha- on, the, on the fraud, the financial fraud. We'll say we're helping the Americans who have student debt. But what we're really doing is covering up a banking fraud from the nationalization of student loan debt. So what's to prevent them from just grabbing more and more and more? And, and, and really, they're setting up the energy sector to fail itself. They're going to crater it. To scoop it up. It's a smash and grab on the energy sector, which you could argue these companies are quasi-government controlled anyway. So 
How do we retain our freedom, our property rights, Americanism that made us the youngest and the richest? How do you save it? Well, I, I think the, the biggest thing that has saved it thus far is the Second Amendment. I mean, what other country in the world provides the kinds of protections for property rights like the United States does? None. And why is that? Because none of them have a Second Amendment. I mean, look at all of the power grabs and the overreaches we have seen over the last two years, starting with COVID and then all of the riots that happened in 2020 and all of the other nonsense, the vaccine mandates. What has been the only thing holding back these government power grabs? I truly believe it has been the Second Amendment. And so going forward, safeguarding that has to be one of our top priorities. You know, it's interesting, EJ, in that circle, we call it the circle of wisdom. We joke around and we get together every day and there's nine or ten guys. And I mean it. We have a colonel. We have a Wall Street guy. We have an insurance guy. We have a pharma guy. We have all kinds of guys in the circle. And they're all primarily older. There's only one guy my age in it. Most guys are in their 70s. And, you know, I'm down here in Florida. Every single one of them strapped. Every single one of them have an arsenal in their house. So to a certain extent, I think you're right. And they're all predicting what is obvious to the people who have spent their lives achieving. You cannot perpetrate the kind of fraud and lies that come out of our government for much longer. We are clearly at the crossroads. And uh, I'm hoping before we get there that we can somehow grab the government, um, they call it responsibility, but I don't think it is, but grab the government control to defund the government. That's what's going to need to happen. We need to defund the bureaucracy, the Leviathan. That's the only thing that can save it. And it's going to take men and women of character to stand up and look the country, the people in the eye, and say, it's time you hear the truth. Because all I'm seeing are lipstick on pigs, and I don't just mean the vice president. No, men and women of character is absolutely right. And it's men and women of character who are willing to make sacrifices for their country. He is E.J. Antoni. You can find him. Primarily, you got anything new coming out? Because I, I, I find you all the time at Heritage Foundation, but I know you like to always drop articles in different places. You got anything on the horizon? Uh, yeah, I have a couple things. Hopefully, it'll be coming out in the next few days, uh, so you'll be able to find all that stuff gets reposted to the Heritage website. So that's all right, I'm going to. Uh, I always look for you on Heritage, but uh, I'm going to send you a text next time I'm in town. You come and join me for a cigar, which I'm going to charge you double on because all my costs went up. You okay with that? <laughs> you got it Just EJ and Tony you. thank you very much brother we'll be back with your calls and comments after this call Sean now 312-642-5600 what you gonna do yeah I love this one kid Whew. search for a lot of underwear listening to this song I like this call Mike and Dixon yes Sean I am so thankful that you're on 560, The Answer. I love your style, Thank your you. righteous anger. You know, you remind me of John the Baptist, or even Jesus at times, when he, oh, he used words like brood of vipers. He used words like uh, dead men or sepulchers filled with dead man's bones. Yeah. And he was talking to the religious leaders, the political leaders of his days, and they were angry. And you're angry, and I love that because it's a righteous anger. And then your 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 knowledge of history, I just love that. And you know what? I don't care if you live in Florida. It seems like you have the pulse of this state and the information like nobody else. Yeah, I still have and a couple I just of want uh, you to, 
Thank you. It means the world to me, Mike. Really, honest to God, it means the world to me. I still have a, a family I love, people I love, friends. I've got a real estate holding. I love that place. I didn't want to. I wasn't going to. I was going to leave when I got older, but I wasn't going to leave now. But ultimately, you have to come to that conclusion. How much are you going to take? And then the more you recognize, the more you realize, the more you know how the fix is in, the more you say, well, you only go around one time. There's a difference between living and surviving. I'm tired mm-hmm. of good people only surviving. And that's what you do in these corrupt hellholes. If we could get yes, together, and then I, I decided to, to come down here and say, everybody come with me. And so far, it's been good. For instance, uh, the guy in the morning who dresses like a six-foot-one Pee Wee Herman, the sexually frustrated <laughs> Dan Proft, I was able to bring <laughs> him his greatest investment in his career here in Florida. And I'm going to get him down here, too. And then I'm going to get all the listeners down here. And then I'm going to get all the good people and let all the roaches survive amongst themselves. And what, what history has shown us, they cannot. That's why these people who call themselves liberal only have policies of extortion against all the people of character, all the doers, all the good people that are not in on the scam. But sooner or later, we're going to have to point this out, brother. And Michael and Dixon, you made my day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Bye. I really appreciate that. And... um. I am angry. My only question is, why aren't all the people angry? Are there this many people that are that stupid to think the Democrats are just, sorry, failed again. This insurance one, this is the best. But I've been angry ever since Barack Obama swept into office by telling lies and frauds and Marxist scams. Everything they do fails. Everything they do leads to us paying more. We could all come together, maybe like a capitalist union, and everybody just sit down for just a couple months. You see, they have to spend this. They have to add a new spending bill every forty-five days. Anybody going to figure out America's broke? Fantastic Friday. The attention given to Republican governors that are doing what the government has been doing since Joe Biden stole the office. He has been shipping. Illegal aliens to red states. I know this. I live in one. And it's a problem. It's a problem where the people stood up and said, no, no, no. You want to live like a Democrat scumbag? Go to a Democrat scumbag area. Martha's Vineyard is a phenomenal example. Eight hours. Eight hours. And they flew them out to the naval base. Eight hours. This is what it looks like. When you see Chicago... That's confusing to me. Why would you send them to Burr Ridge? Why doesn't... I mean, do you send the homeless people, the homeless Americans that you created, the drug addict Americans that you created, do you send them to Burr Ridge? Why would you pick Burr Ridge? Oh, Republican mayor. Shirley Willowbrook. Hi, Sean. This is Shirley from Willowbrook. I live next door to Burr Ridge, the latest illegal immigrant, you know, haven. You know, this Pritzker is despicable. You know, now what he's doing is he's declared the state of Illinois a disaster area, which is probably appropriate. It's been a disaster area for a long time. Um, And the bill for, you know, hotel rooms for these individuals is going to the state of Illinois, but then it's going to be submitted 
to the federal government. Now, I'm going to tell Why you doesn't... Here's the question, and I mean I'm that serious. Nobody knows more people with big money than the fat slob Pritzker. Why doesn't he organize private funding or put them... Here's another thing he could do. Here's another thing. His family... That I know the, 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 he doesn't control the decisions. That's Penny Pritzker and his, uh, his, I guess they want to call him his brother out in California. But why don't they put him in one of the numerous complexes that the Pritzkers bought after the crash of 08 and deconverted from condos back into apartment buildings? I know, I know they're probably occupied with Section 8 because that's why they did that play. Why doesn't he put him in one of the numerous property holdings of the Pritzker uh, kingdom? Why doesn't he do that? You know, I think what happened was, you know, Lori the Lightheaded from Chicago sent them out here unannounced. Last night, for example, the hotel rooms these people are staying in, just individual hotel rooms, they're staying at a Hilton hotel. It's the Hamptons. Yeah. And um, $262 a night last night. Really? Boy, now, I thought it was 165 when they checked. Oh, the weekend. Your weekend rates start on Thursday in those little places. Sure. Yeah, well, you got to pay top dollar. And you know something, Shirley? Here's the thing. I'm actually a Republican. I've, well, I'm not a Republican, but I'm, I'm somebody who votes Republican because I have no choice. Um, not often, but I do. But I'm somebody who believes in the idea that immigration is supposed to be for rescuing people who are fleeing policies of tyranny. I believe in that. And I believe that, that the most patriotic Americans are often people who fled these places. My, in my own life, my closest friend is, is of Cuban descent. This is something I'm open to, and I like immigrants who come here for that reason. It's astonishing to see, though, how much the Democrat Party has contempt for these people, is revolted by these people as you see them panic, chip them away, rather than come up with a conclusion. I'm from Melrose Park. In the 70s and 80s, you could say Melrose Park was the king of illegal immigration. Those were some of the best people in the world. Back then, they didn't qualify for welfare. Back then, they couldn't... But you want to know what, Sean? So there are solutions, but yet the Democrats aren't interested in solutions. They're interested in using people the way they always use people, even their own supporters, as weapons against freedom. But this is a little bit different. You know, but this is a little bit different. They don't like Burridge. They want to go anywhere they want to go. And they were told that they were going to be given a house to live in. Oh. A house. Wow, a house. Why don't they, You know where they could give them a house? In the uh, ghettos that have been so uninhabitable, the people have walked away. They give them those houses. Oh, wait. And the Cook these, County judges have to buy them and then Section 8 house them with Tony Resco, the greasy pig. Yeah, Shirley, this is how you get to see. Um, see what happens this November. And if Illinois keeps this fat slob of an embarrassment as governor, whoo-wee, Rich in Indian Head Park knows what to do. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Another great show. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, listen, I want to talk about these uh, uh, cities that are complaining about these illegals being sent to their, to their cities and states from uh, the uh, non-sanctuary uh, governors, yeah. states. They keep complaining uh, over and over, but yet initially they're saying how they welcome everybody. Well, you know, you can't have it both ways. They're saying that the border is uh, secure, but yet they're they're saying that uh, they need the National Guard in these cities now because all these uh, illegals are are being sent there. 
and they're even calling for FEMA. Is there, don't you call for FEMA when you have a, a disaster? And and to Shirley's point, I think think anywhere anywhere a a Democrat is in charge. I have one other thing, too, Sean. It's a disaster. Everywhere. And here's the real question. Sean Kasten is the representative from a district that has a massive increase in teenage deaths from drug overdoses and other massive increase in crime. The quality of life of that district since they elected this scumbag has gone into the turlet. What are the odds he wins again? So go ahead. What was your other thing? What do we do with Rich? We hang up on Rich. Rich, what's what? your other thing? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Oh, the other thing was is that uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty close to Burr Ridge here. Yeah. I'm a hop, skip, and a jump from Burr Ridge in Indian United Park. Yeah. So they're sending, why why do they keep sending to these uh, to the to the small uh, cities? When you have these big cities that have 12 million people and 5 million people. I don't know. I used uh, to hear a rumor there was an Italian guy from the neighborhood, a little troll of a guy, who had a restaurant out there that was very popular. And Mike Madigan used to go there for dinner because they're supposed to have good dinner. And Mike Madigan would come in to, I think it's Burr Ridge, I'm pretty sure. And uh, he would go, oh, Mr. Speaker, kiss his ass. So maybe we should let the illegal aliens take a ride. I heard the food is supposed to be excellent. And you're going to sit among other scumbag Democrats. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. The other reason I don't blame people for coming here, why wouldn't you come here? Snap yesterday. Yesterday. Got an inflation boost. $1,316 to your welfare food stamps. Why wouldn't anybody, why wouldn't everybody come here? I mean, look at what you, this is a country that has the ideology of rewarding people for voting. If you vote Democrat, if you are in organized mafia unions and you vote Democrat, you get the fix. Welfare in this country is the equivalent of a man with two kids, married, working and earning $67,000. You, for sitting on your ass and voting Democrat, you get the same benefits as the guy who earns that money. There's no question why people want to come here. Why not? Why wouldn't you? There's no penalty for being a scumbag. In fact, there's a reward. And the politicians who reside over these areas, they destroy. Like Sean Caston whose teenagers have been decimated by drug addiction, overdoses, suicides, and the rest of it. They're going to reward them. I mean, this is the land of the scumbag, where you penalize the people who produce, like Kevin and Austin. Sean, kid under control. Go ahead. Well, you know, we're we're in the car, but I want to have a call. We're going on a wonderful trip because it's a wonderful sunny day down here in uh, right. beautiful Austin, Texas. He's going to beat him. He's going to beat Cassidy. And I wanted to say, they're 52 days till the election. Get out. Get a job for anybody you can because because you can flip Illinois 13, Illinois 14, Illinois 16, and Illinois 6. Yeah. Or, or you could do what the smart people do. Move well, down to Texas and take your right? kids for ice cream where they're not going to get shot in the forehead. I like that one, Kevin. Uh, Mitchell, this plains. Uh, Sean, I want to do a follow-up segment real quick. Uh, Afghanistan, Charlie yeah. Wilson's war, okay? That was brokered by jo- George Bush, future 41, between the Israelis, 
the Pakistanians in Egypt. Now, that lasted from 80 to 88. So after 9-11, okay, an inside job, we both know that, we go back into Afghanistan. So what you're really saying, Sean, is that the Russians did our pre-work. So why would we support Afghanistan's, the Freedom Fires, which was Bin Laden, that's why Sabuta Oil, that's George Bush, uh, Carter, Okay, in 1980, goes to him because he was the former CIA director under Ford. He goes, look, I know you have a relationship. And that's how he brokered that deal from 80 to 88. And, and who's Trump got the mineral them. rights? Who's got all the mineral rights yeah. now that the Taliban has the country? Right, exactly. And by the way, the whole point was, China. so we go in there, we go in there for what? It's natural resources. Okay, it was about the drug war. So why do we support Afghanistan in eighty in eighty eight? Okay, eighty. I thought it was diversity. We didn't go in there for equal rights, so that women could learn how to read. What happened to the music, Mitchell? I love yeah. you. I love talking to you because you're exactly right. You're you're, you're exactly right. You got played again. Eight trillion dollars, tens of thousands of lives changed, hundreds of thousands, and for what? Joe Biden. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Mises.org is a wonderful organization. I read a lot of the articles that are written there. I noticed my next guest's articles back in April. He is or was an investment banker for Merrill Lynch and J.P. Morgan. He's over 30 years of professional investment experience. He's also right now the founder of Bull and Bear Profits. His name is John Wolfenbarger. John, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate I, it. I really appreciate you making time. You re- Really, I, I, I noticed you back in uh, April at Mises. You were calling then what would mm-hmm. happen if the Fed was given the kind of okay to make the insiders very rich while bankrupting more than half of the country. And uh, I can't believe that so many people are cheering for their own demise as these inside trading keystone buffoons as you refer to them the keystone <laughs> cops continue to make bad decisions that are bankrupting half the nation i mean is that the goal at this point john i don't know if it's the goal but if it is they're executing it quite well um i mean this is the biggest mistake i think the fed has made since 1920s when they fueled the the roaring 20s and then they caused the great depression um this one uh it's up there. It, they, they were the fit, the, the crux of the problem we're in now. We have, if you know, the highest inflation in over 40 years, eight and a half percent or so was last month. And what happened is as a result of COVID, uh, the virus and the shutdown of the, of the economy, global economy by various governments, um, you know, that was kind of a, a one-off short-term shutdown. And the Fed panicked over that and responded by creating 40% more money, 40% more dollars in the span of a few months in 2020. So 
So throughout the history of, of the U.S., they added 40% to the amount of dollars in a few months. And so, lo and behold, we have very high inflation now. And the Fed, you know, took at least a year uh, saying it was inflation was transitory. They blamed it on COVID, uh, as though printing 40% more money out of thin air wouldn't, wouldn't cause inflation. They waited way too long, and now they're having to tighten, tighten monetary policy and, t- and raise interest rates in the face of a recession. A recession is, is coming within the next few months, I think, and the Fed is having to tighten into it. It's and that's how you create a depression. I mean, you know, we, we, we allow idiots to, to define recession. A recession is if you're struggling. I mean, most people understand they've been in a recession for the vast majority of their life, regardless of the economic climate. Only 50% of the people are even invested in the stock market. But the reality is this collective central banking has really destroyed what made us the youngest and the richest country. It bastardized it at first and then reverse national, uh, nationalized these decisions. How can we save it if we continue down this same sticking the fork in the outlet, expecting not to get shocked? George Bush was the greatest example of stupid when he said we have to break the rules of capitalism in order to save it. And lo and behold, I'm, I'm now in the real estate business, and I see the same bull dung happening again. Zero down, sign for the loan, zero. You know, they're just going to pump it up again, and it's this boom and bust because those in the know keep getting richer. How do we break that? Well, um, if the only solution is to eliminate the Federal Reserve. I mean, that's, that's really the, the solution. Um, obviously, there's no political will for that at this point. But here, here's, what, here's what could cause it. If, if, you know, interest rates on the Treasury interest rates right now are around 3 or 4%, 3.5% or so, and the debt levels now of the U.S. government are the highest they've ever been in history, much higher than in the 1970s. So if interest rates went up from, you know, 3 or 4 just, percent, just up to 5 percent, then interest expense would be $1.2 trillion every year, oh. which would make it the largest expense in the federal budget. It would be twice as big as defense, what we spend on defense. It would be bigger than Social Security and bigger than Medicare. And if we got the double-digit interest rates, 10%, that would be $2.4 trillion. I mean, it would, just, it would create a, a fiscal crisis and a political crisis uh, that we've probably never seen before in the U.S., at least not, not in modern times. I mean, it would be a complete disaster. And in that case, Congress might say, you know, why do we have this independent group of bureaucrats who can't predict the economy, they can't control the economy, they created boom and bust, bust business cycles again and again, they caused the greater to cause the housing bubble and the housing bust and the Great Recession. And now they've caused you know, the highest inflation in 40 years, and they're about to cause what I think is going to be a worse recession or even depression than we had in 2008, 2009. You know, why do we allow these, these guys to be independent and just do whatever they want? So, you know, that it might take a real crisis, a real fiscal crisis to change things. Uh, but we're in, you know, the government is so good at lying to the people. I mean, it's it's astonishing. You know, I, I, I look at your accomplishments, and I look at your resume, and I see your college years and how you built these businesses. You'll have to forgive me. I'm an old Merck Pitt jerk, right? I learned mm-hmm. my economics because I first started trading. I had $500, which was 20 ticks in my trading account. I had to <laughs> learn or I went bankrupt, right? I was fast and cool loud. Right, fast and loud, and if you stole my trade, I bit your nose off. That's how I <laughs> learned. But back then, we had to back into the principles of economics. Of economics, and we had to apply the macro to the micro. 
when you realize that the government itself has been buying the bonds, buying the debt, I have been confused and perplexed, and no one has given me a good answer as to why that debt in those emergency situations wasn't fixed for the payment. Because as they create this situation where the only way to save things is for them to make more money on the VIG, how is this allowed by the people? Is it just that people are embarrassed to say, that doesn't make any sense? And how is that bankrupting me and making you richer? Because the reality is, those people who are in the know, those 13 in the original and those whatever branched off, they're making a ton of money. And the people are just going to be on the hook. I've never understood why the most important aspect of any kind of loan or lending isn't fixed when it's the people's money. So if you borrowed the money and the, 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 the interest was zero, congratulations, you get zero. Like you would if you were buying anything else or, or making any other decision on, on leverage. Why do they get to do this to the people? It's a great question. Uh, again, the, the Federal Reserve has independence. They, they can essentially do what, what they want. They're not really audited. Um, what a really great scam, John. People. They do what they want. Yeah, to be able to create money out of thin air and, and have no one bother Just you. Just think if it was it. me and you and we, we went to a fraternity together, we hung around and we said, we're going to create this system. And these suckers are going to pay us more the worse things get. And by the way, when we create the money, it isn't like the 20s. We don't have to actually print it. We can click a mouse. They don't even go through the trouble of turning on the printers anymore. This <laughs> Leviathan is supported by ignorance of the general public as they root for their okay. own bankruptcy. That's right. Yeah, people you know, people don't understand economics very well. Most people in most people certainly don't understand banking and, and money and how it's created. And so, you know, they say, Well, we you know, the Fed says we have hundreds of PhDs and we do all these studies and you know, they confuse people and bamboozle them. But really they're just creating money out of thin air and it creates these recurring boom and bust business cycles. Um, but but no one you know and they say we're fighting inflation we're fighting unemployment we're we're fighting this business cycle that's inherent in the free market economy the free market economy is completely stable there are no boom and bust business cycles in a normal free market economy what causes it is the very thing that that does that the banks do is we just create money completely out of thin air so as they continue to nationalize and bastardize the smaller and smaller section of our economy of private business, private equity, and you see that now that it's so interwoven with the frauds, and you see on the horizon this new scheme called ESGs, and the cooperation and capitulation of the corporatist system, will there be a small private economy still left, or has that lie of Keynesianism, which isn't Keynesianism anymore, it's more of a socialism, has it tainted the waters and the well of private equity and private money and private ownership so much that it's just going to go away. What do you think it turns out like? Um, I'm not particularly optimistic right now, uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, the ESG movement has has uh, really cor- corrupted all of uh, you know, most of corporate America, and to get you know favorable financing from banks, etc., you have to be uh, behind the ESG movement and. Um, and all this woke capitalism that you know, big tech is doing and everything. And it, it's, it's not a good trend. And um, unfortunately, again, I think unless something really breaks, you know, fiscally, 
uh, with the government debt, you know, if interest rates just skyrocket and there's this massive uh, fiscal problem where inflation goes above 10% or, you know, we have hyperinflation, unless something really breaks, I think the system kind of keeps going and keeps corrupting the free market more and more. So I think people need to, you know, I, I think there's got to be something where people hey, say, hey, you know, what's going on? Why do we have this high inflation? Why do we have these high interest rates? You know, what's going on? And maybe, maybe there's hope that people start to learn about what's going on and start to demand uh, from their politicians to, to actually look out for them. I used to feel... Um, when I was at the Merck, all the offices were upstairs. You know, years, I'm going back when the floors were active. And, you know, we would see the guys in the suits go in the elevator and they'd go up the stairs and we'd wait. You know, I, I had that arrogance that they themselves would protect the capitalist system because it had done so well for the nation. But I see so many of these oligarchs in the investment world in Wall Street collude and collaborate not just with the Federal Reserve, but with China. I see how much influence the Chinese have. And then you see the political politicians, political whores they own. And you see these policies come up. And yet at the end of the game, when you strip it all down, who's benefiting are the ideological enemies of capitalism, the ideological enemies right. of property rights. Have the oligarchs in America, the ones that, work or run the businesses you used to work for at J.P. Morgan and Merrill Lynch and all the rest of these big guys, have they just profited so much that they don't give a rip and they want to destroy it because they don't like the competition of wealth? That's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's been the history of big business for over 100 years. You know, this, this, the last thing business, big business wants is competition. They, they don't like a free market where competitors can easily pop up and start taking their business away. They love monopoly. And they love special privileges. They love subsidies. They love, you know, essentially monopoly grants uh, granted by the government. And so that's why they, um, you know, they work with politicians and try to get regulations that favor them and hurt small companies. I mean, there's such there's such an attack on small business now. Big business that has lots of money and they, that can uh, reward politicians and get politicians in their pockets. They they do what's in their own financial interest, and that's to hurt competition, that's to hurt the free market. The last thing they want to do is to, to promote the free market. You know, like the Mises Institute is you know, one of the best free market institutes around. They get virtually no money from any big businesses. The last, last thing they do, a big business wants to do is help promote free market economics. They want government helping them out, fighting, you know, feeding back their competition, giving them special privileges. That's what big business wants. I see some optimism and some hope in the fact that I'll never forget when I was uh, downtown after the collapse. Occupy Wall Street guys were there, and they were talking a lot of like we're talking right now about the base issue before they twisted themselves in an intellectual pretzel and then ultimately called for communism or Marxism or whatever the hell their end game was. But ultimately, the grievance was of corporatism, not capitalism. I actually spent some time smoking a cigar, talking to one of these lunatics. By the end of it, he shook my hand. He said, you know what? I didn't know a lot of this. Do you think that maybe the future will be saved by those people who consider themselves to be ideological left, but in fact are really calling for what the original idea of propertyism, referred to as capitalism, delivers? Do you think there's a way to bring those people together? Because they're going to make a lot more loyal 
friends to the to the fight for liberty and freedom and, and free markets than the ones who have sold their soul in political whores that we refer to as Democrat congressmen and half of the Republicans. Do you think that maybe there is some optimism? No, I do think there is. I think, you know, there's, there's people who generally want what's best for the people, and uh, what's best for the people is not, as we just talked about, what big business wants. So I think we have this left-right divide and really, it's about, I think it's, it's not about left versus right. It's about authoritarianism or, or you know, essentially government control over versus the free market versus the people, people voluntarily trading, cooperating with each other, trading and producing goods and services, trading with each other, voluntary, you know, free interaction. That's, that's what creates wealth. That's what creates happiness. That's what creates health. And the, the war that that we, the people, are fighting against is this, this uh, control by, you know, the ultra-wealthy, by big businesses who can essentially buy up politicians and get things, uh, you know, get things that, that support them. And, of course, they put fancy labels on things and make everything sound like it's in the, the best interest of the people and confuse the average person. But, you know, behind the scenes, it's really for their own interest against the interests of the people. So... It really just requires a lot of education, people starting, you know, people getting curious about it, trying to understand what's really going on. So I, I think there is a lot of hope there for, for people who, who really do care about making the world better. But uh, it, it takes a lot of study, a lot of education. And, um, you know, but I, I think there is hope because in the long run, people have seen, you know, if you look big picture, what's, you know, China still a, you know, a terrible communist dictatorship in a way, but have also transitioned to, you know, a much freer economy than they had, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And it's created a lot of wealth in China, much higher living standards. So I think if people see that, you know, it's hard for people to go back to lower living standards. It's hard to give up industrial civilization. So, um, you know, I You're think talking to a guy from run, Chicago. In the long run, we're, we're hopeful. Yes, I like that. I mean, you take a look at some of these uh, these inner cities, these big cities that were once great, like Chicago, New York, New Jersey, California. It's just... It's disheartening to say the least, but I do. I do think ultimately the quest for freedom and for property rights and the enlightenment is bigger than the corruption. I'm hoping, but I just think we're going to have to get along the pain train. When you talk to your uh, yeah. your investors on the macro picture, do you tell them uh, just sit tight and just t- sit it out for the next two and a half years? Is that the the best advice you could give somebody rather than st- sticking their toe into a corrupt soup? Well, <laughs> um, as you know, when it comes to investing, I mean, we have to, you know, as an investor, you, you want to make money, you have to make money, and, and you have to deal with the, the corruption, you have to deal with the world as, as it is. Um, I, I, I would say this to, to people who have money to invest, that, um, you know, the stock market, for example, is, is about, well, at the peak in January, was the most expensive it's ever been in U.S. history. More expensive than it was in 1929 at the peak, more expensive than at the 2000 tech bubble peak. And based on the value, that valuation, actually based on valuations right now for the stock market, we're down about 20% on the S&P. But based on this valuation, it, it predict, you can predict uh, returns over the next 12 years with about 90% accuracy based on this valuation metric. And it says that the S&P 500 will be at least 40% lower in 12 years. <laughs> 12 years from now, 40% lower than it is now. Damn it, I'm so not short enough. 
<laughs> That's the first time I ever had to say that in my life. Has you know? I, before I let so you go, what, I could what talk. Can do, yeah. I could talk what to you for. Can do is buy, buy in for Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, and buy some options. But um, I will tell you yeah. this: I could talk to you for hours. But I want to know what your thoughts are before I let you go. For twenty years, big houses, big firms, big investment groups were selling stock of Russian companies, in particular oil. When this all happened with Ukraine, they seized the money. Those people have no idea what's going to happen to their money. You're talking big money. Has anybody ever figured out how many hundreds of billions of dollars that is, if not even bigger? And has anybody given any thought to what that'll do if we can never tap into that money again, especially these houses that sold the vehicles? That's a great question. I haven't seen any analysis on that. No, that's, uh, that's something that's an excellent question. I haven't looked into that. Imagine how embarrassed you're going to be at the Mises when you have to say a guy on the radio reminded me of this. John Wolfenbarger, <laughs> I want to tell you how much I love you. Keep the writing up, and please come back, will you? Great. I'd love to. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be Thank back you. with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. So William Randolph Hearst's nephew, Gavin Newsom, is going to run for president with his stupid hairdo and his even dumber policies. So he's got to attack a guy who clearly would be a fantastic president in Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, you were wrong again. You made it up. A lot of people made it up. Folks on Fox, you made it up. I know you wished it happened. Trust me, many of them did, because they want to kill our green energy transition. They- what he's referring to is the failed policies, not of the drought that the policies have caused or the fires that the policy have caused, the spike in costs of energy that the policy has caused, but he's, what he's talking about is that he's claiming he didn't Ask the people not to plug in their electric vehicles because the grid could hold it out. Now, the fact that you have example after example, videotape of him saying it, you've got the, the letter that was sent out, you've got the email blast, you've got the text messages to turn your air up to 81, none of that matters because he's a Democrat oligarch. And the Democrats supporting welfare roaches and scum do not even care that they wallow in failure. They care that their demagogue has a bright future in politics. I want to double down on stupid and continue to drill and actually do more damage and get us more deep in the mess that we are created, that we created, that we're trying to get out of. Really? More damage than we created? Well, here is an actual scientist, scientist, who says that your batteries cause a lot of damage, too. When we're talking about electric cars, the battery itself is not really recyclable, right? There's a nasty for the environment is not really good, right? If you want to talk nasty, it's the chemical processes to melt rock to make the battery. You have to literally melt rock with chemicals. The problem with the battery is a very complicated machine. People think it's like a box of simple goo. It's not. It's a complicated machine with thousands of parts. It's a machine just like an engine. You know, a steel engine is basically made up of steel and a couple other metals. You could just take it, crush it, melt it, and recycle it pretty easily. The battery you have to disassemble. Assemble very carefully. If you Google up a picture of somebody trying to recycle a battery, they're wearing a hazmat suit. It takes half an hour, hours to recycle one battery. Then you have to figure out how to get all the chemicals separated. It's not easy. I wouldn't call it a nasty process. It's very difficult, very expensive. So the world's going to generate millions of tons. 
millions of tons of waste batteries, which would be very expensive and very difficult to recycle. We're already on that path. But it doesn't matter because the green agenda is riddled with ways to scam the money and fraud the people. That's the agenda. Here's a perfect example. Solar. Ooh, solar. What could go wrong in Arizona? Supposed to reduce your power bill, one homeowner who turned to solar energy says that's not what's happened until the 8 News Now investigator stepped in. Vanessa Murphy brings us the story of a solar panel fail, which ended up with a fix. I trust both the installer and the designer. Eve Kaganovich says when she invested in solar energy for her Las Vegas Valley home, she expected the panels to soak up the desert sun desert. and for her power bill to drop. I believe in solar. But... I'm trusting to a fault. That's not what happened. It seems obvious. Since the solar panels were installed, these trees have been here for 30 years. In the shade. No source of sunlight during the fall and winter months in order to produce any energy for me. And therefore, I'm incurring all of the costs of the power bill about half of the year. When the solar panels are getting sunshine, her power bill is about $13. When they're not, the bill is more than $200. That's along with her monthly payment for the solar panels at more than $250 from a 25-year loan to pay the solar. $250 for 25 years to save when they work $160. When they work. You see a scam here? You see a math problem? Not to mention, you know where they come from? Oh, they come from China. Yes. Yes, oh, yes, they do. And by the way, this has been tried. Oh, it's been tried. Not just from states that have almost frozen to death, like Texas, but from entire countries. It's been tried. Countries like the Germans. And the Germans are having a bit of a problem. They do, however, have a solution that is quite German. Now let's get over to Germany. The government has begun what may be a series of historic takeovers to try and avert a collapse of the energy industry. Regulators are seizing control of a Russian oil major Rosneft's German oil refineries. Bloomberg has also learned that Berlin is in advanced talks to take over Uniper and two other large gas importers. Todd Gillespie, Bloomberg Energy. What could go wrong? You're just taking over the facilities. Granted, they're not going to pump the gas or the oil through them, so now you're going to take them over. Some would call that an act of war. I would. The Germans, they're very nine, green. Nine, 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 nine. And where's that screaming Mimi who has a bigger intellect than Newsom? That child, what's her name, Greta? Where's that bimbo? George, How Naperville. dare you? Sean, I wanted to come in your cigar store and deliver this message, but your high-powered clarity is enlightening. Oh. And last Friday, your closing with Elvis's song, If I Can Dream, was magnificent. Oh. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. I truly appreciate that. That's very nice. Elvis, the only king this country will have. By the way, any, any news on donkey ears? He's green, too. Of course, he's green in a 50,000-square-foot castle. To, oh, that's the one his mother liked. The one he likes has 74,000 acres. Yeah, it's good to be green when you're the king. It's good to be the king. David and Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Uh, it's the, it's the one-year anniversary this week of uh, Norm MacDonald passing away. 
And one of his radio bits with Dennis Miller was, he said, in case the government ever uh, bugged his phone, he tells his friends, you know who's one hot piece of ass? Oh, boy. Dick Cheney. (laughs) Just in case, you got to have a little difference. And you know something, Dave? You know what I do to this day? I go on and watch when he hosted the news show on Saturday Night Live. Oh. Clintons were going to how he used to roast oh. the Duchess of Chaffington. It was absolutely oh. wonderful. And the Puggle daughter, who now is on tour, and I'm supposed to pretend, didn't put the glee in ugly. Thank you very much. Hey, we, yeah, hey we Sean. Sean, yeah. Sean, I was offended when you were uh, doing the German uh, impersonation because you know my mother's German. Yeah. And, and, and my well, father's father? of Mexican, M- Mexican descent. But I was going to say, uh, my buddy Eric, with, boy. hey, my, bu- my buddy Eric Juarez, um, he's illegal, uh-huh. and his birthday's coming up this weekend, and I wasn't sure what to get him, so I'm thinking of letting him steal my identity. No, just get him a voter registration card, and he'll be able to vote in seven <laughs> states. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate the call very much. It is just, you, you wonder how much of the failure and the weakness and the fascism will lead to a world war. And then I remember what it was like to have a man in office. A man that the Democrats made fun of. Constantly made fun. Made fun that he was too old and that he was stupid. But you couldn't argue with the one thing that Ronald Reagan represented. Absolute and total success. Not to mention he collapsed their ideology back when they called the Soviet Union communists and Marxists and fascists instead of just the American Democrat. The importance of this treaty transcends numbers. We have listened to the wisdom in an old Russian maxim. Though my pronunciation may give you difficulty, the maxim is dovayai no provayai. Trust but verify. You repeat that at every meeting. And that was Gorbachev. And not only did they have a treaty, Gorbachev realized who his real friend was, was the idea of liberty and freedom and releasing his people. We thrived for a long time. Not until the American scumbag, lowlife, rat bastard Democrat decided to lie about Vladimir Putin and say he helped Donald Trump steal the election. Then Donald Trump was president. We had peace. Four years. Prosperity. Four years. And then their diaper-wearing dimwit with his dementia slur frauded the American people and stole the office. And in just two and a half years later, even recognized the country? 312-642-5600. Here's a finger to the FBI, too. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. All right, let's go to the lines. I can't believe how fast this show is. Let's go to the lines. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. You better not elect Ed Mandela Barnes. I hope not. Uh, you know, of course, there's uh, plenty of equine posteriors here in Wisconsin, but that's that, in case we got some CPS students listening. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the other thing, the thing uh, is to keep it simple. Uh, fossil fuel equals freedom. Green energy equals slavery. And uh, you should just remember this model, 8646. Yeah, which is why the would-be slave master of the Democrat corrupt 
mafia is pushing it. You're exactly right, by the way. Wait till the people read about the ESGs and how it's going to control. I can't wait till these red Democrat areas fall like they should. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean. Dittos. Um, Thank you. You know, you just mentioned Ron Reagan. Back in the 80s, uh, one of the things, one of the multi-things that brought down the Soviet Union, the evil empire, uh, aside from Reagan calling them out and calling them the evil empire instead of uh, mollycoddling and being afraid of them, he brought down oil prices way, 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 way low. Mm-hmm. And then, like now, oil was their only export. And uh, by doing, and also bring, you know, building up the military, and between lack of money coming in because oil prices were so low, and having to try and spend to keep up with our military, and then Chernobyl happened, um, they couldn't, they, they gave up. You know what else, too, you need to focus on? You never saw Ronald Reagan kiss the Saudi ass, but you saw his, his vice president do it because his vice president was in cahoots with the Saudi oligarchs. That's why little Georgie used to go and bow and kiss ass. Everyone made a big deal when Obama did it. He just did it because of the religion. Bush did it because of the yeah. crime. That's why they needed to get Reagan out of there. They couldn't wait to take over. They rode his coattails. And Reagan did some very bad things along with very good things. However, the bad things that were happened under the Reagan administration can all be tracked to his vice president, George Bush Sr., rat bastard that he was. Thank you very much. It's crucially important to understand the strength was because he unleashed the American people. Every other politician up until Donald Trump wanted to put him under his thumb, wanted to corrupt the very system. And in there lies the problem. But we win in the end because there's going to be a Reagan again in the future. There'll be a Trump again in the future. Because we're Americans, and we're the ones who represent freedom and liberty and principles. We're under attack right now. We're against the ropes. But we'll win. In the meantime, everyone have a good weekend. We're going to end on Friday like we always do with the anthem. Hit it, squirrel. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets red glare the bombs bursting in air through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled in Chicago Serpentine. Have a good weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.